my god, Bailey, you have got to read this book. Oh my god, Peyton, you have to read this book. Welcome to You Have to Read This Book podcast. It has been so, so long. In case you forgot my voice, I'm Bailey. And I'm Peyton. And we're so happy that you are here listening and that we are recording. Yeah, it's been um, a hell of like a month and a half, honestly. So thanks for sticking around if you're if you're listening. For sure. I um, like especially just needed a break between law school and I got like super deathly ill not deathly but like pretty ill I was it was not COVID but um I had to go to the hospital and it was the whole thing so um that is partially the reason for our um prolonged break but also it was the holidays and we just needed to chill I can appreciate that you're like it was not deathly ill it like you were in the hospital and I was like calling my mom like mom I'm like worried about Bailey she was in the hospital but she left and I think she should go back and how do I tell a friend that lives (laughs) hours away from me that she needs to go back to the hospital like do I need to go there and drive her there myself like (laughs) do I have to get Katie's number and be like Katie what the fuck like let's get Bailey back to the hospital like I was very stressed for you so I'm just really glad that um you made it because I was like, I was concerned. Oh, I'm sorry. I stressed you out. No, do not apologize for being. (laughs) No, we are not doing that. It is a new year and we are not apologizing for things that you shouldn't have to apologize for. Okay. I mean, I fine. I'm not, I, I apologize though, that I like made you feel, I don't know. Never mind. Yeah, don't apologize. I am so sorry that you were sick and I'm really glad that you got through it. And, um, you know, like, I'm glad that, that we're here and that you got the break that you needed and all of that good stuff. Thank you. You know, the last time that 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 was going on, I was taking a break from law school and tomorrow I start again. I'm halfway done though. So that's exciting. Yeah. That has to feel really good. It does, but it's also like I have to do that whole amount of time over again. I'm usually not so much of a glass half empty person, but uh, law school just does that to me. Yeah, but like um, this next, like the next years, like year and a half are going to be different, right? Like, are you in the classroom as much next year? Like this semester, obviously, but next year, are you going to be like in class as much or is it going to be more like I don't know how this works. Is it going to be more like practical application? Well, it'll be a combination of both. This next semester, actually, I'm like taking less classes and doing more. I'm doing an internship and continuing with the clinic that I was working at last semester, um, which I'm just like, I feel like it'll be kind of a lot, but we'll see how it goes. Deep breaths. We'll get through it. You know, just lots of coffee and sleep, I guess. For sure. Um, how are you? I'm good. Um, I mean, I'm like, so I turned in my capstone, I was telling you this, for my CFP, and <laughs> review classes started two weeks ago. I got an email on New Year's Day, like, Happy New Year, review classes start Monday, and I was like, are we kidding? Is this really happening? Um, and so I did not, I was not done with my capstone. So I didn't start the review classes on time, which is fine. Cause it's all recorded. Um, 
but I'm like a little nervous. It's a very expensive test to take. And at this point, I kind of feel like I'm signing up to just not pass it. Um, so I have to really make some decisions on if this is really something that I want to take. Um, and I think like, I think that I do, I think, I think I do, but I don't know if I do. So we'll see. But um, other than that, I'm fine. I am, you know, living life and really ready, really, really, really ready to stop learning about new COVID um, strains or whatever they're called variants coming out. I'm just really sick of those headlines. I, I a thousand percent feel you on that. <laughs> uh, I just feel like um, it's been like, oh, so for New Year's this year, we didn't do anything. We made homemade pizza and I sat in sweatpants and on my couch and we rang in the new year, which was like, I was like, why are we doing this? Um, and that was it. And I went to bed and I was like, honestly, I just, I'm not even going to wish anyone a happy new year because it is only going to get worse. I'm at the point where this decade sucks. Like I hate it here and I'm done expecting better things. I am uh, MJ in Spider-Man expect <laughs> bad things and you'll never be disappointed. So oh God. there we go. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame you for that at this point. We're entering, you know, two years of the panini and um, everything sucks a bit. But you know what? I think eventually uh, when this virus stops mutating, like in yearly vaccines are just going to be a thing that maybe we'll be able to go back to like what life was like before and it'll just be like the flu. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. I can get down with that. But I just need, you know, it's, hmm, I listened to this great podcast called This Podcast Will Kill You. I definitely recommend anyone that is interested in like how bacteria and viruses work, checking it out. They're hilarious. Um, and they've done a lot on the pandemic, um, but they've like also done like other pandemics and other things. And um it's just a good reminder that we're living through history right now. And like the flu shot be being a once a year thing that didn't happen in a year. Like they didn't wake up from in the Spanish influenza and be like, we're going to do a flu shot every year and it'll fix it. Um, so it's just like, I, it feels frustrating to have to be living through the developments of a vaccine and like the mutations and everything, but it's natural and normal and kind of cool that we get to see all of it happen in like a, let's think of it in the way future sense. Um, so I just like try to remind myself of that on a regular basis. Yeah, for sure. We'll get through it together, friends. That's right. Well, anyway, sorry that I'm so depressing, but again, <laughs> We're really glad you guys um, were back together talking about books and that you guys are listening. Yeah, for sure. Um, it feels so nice to just be gabbing with Peyton again. I yeah, say yeah. gabbing like I'm like an 80-year-old woman. I mean, I basically am. I did, did you know I'm going to turn 30, not next year, but the year after? Like, oh my God. <laughs> That's not even like that close. And um, I honestly already feel like I'm 30, so... I'm not scared to turn 30. I'm like ready for my thirties just as 
feels like a lot. I think I'm like more scared to turn 29 than I am to turn 30. Interesting. I'm actually really excited to turn 26 because ever since I was like my entire life, I like 26 has been my favorite number. And you know, in 13 going on 30, how like the the girl like romanticizes 30 and she's always like, oh, when I turn 30, my life is going to be perfect. That was my 25. (laughs) That's how I feel about 26. And like, maybe I'm just setting myself up for failure. But I've just always romanticized being 26. And um, I don't know, I feel like even being 26 and living in New York, that was like what 13 year old me dreamed about. So I'm like, gonna go into it with like a mindset that um, it's gonna be the best year of my life. I I think that's a great mindset. That's excellent. Uh, How you feel about 26 is how I felt about 25. And my 25. I met you when you were 25. Yeah, it was pretty great. So, yeah, you were a lot more fun back then. How rude. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's all downhill from here for you, Bailey. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, how were your holidays? They were good, except I am sad still that I did not get to go home and see your beautiful face in person and all my, the rest of my family just because of COVID things, which is good because, you know, we were too scared to travel because of COVID and then my entire family, including my like eight month old nephew got COVID. Um, Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, except for my dad, he managed to avoid it, but everyone else got COVID. So, um, And we couldn't go to my girlfriend's because her parents had COVID or her dad did. So um, we just like stayed in New York, the two of us and our dogs. And um, I really like didn't do much for three weeks. I just like laid around and it was much needed. I got a lot of rest and that was nice. And we spent time together, which was fun. And I felt like it was like, I know it was disappointing that I didn't get to spend time with my family, but I felt very adult. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely adult. Um, and Christmas in New York, that's fun, and you needed the rest, so that's good. Yeah. How about you? Um, I'm glad they're over. People get so mad at me when I say that. (laughs) I love the holidays, and then this is my second year of hosting. Um, I hosted Thanksgiving, I hosted Christmas, and I hosted Christmas Eve, so like all three of them. Um, and it's like, I say hosting, it's six of people. It's me and my mom and dad and Mike and, um, his parents, um, and we're all vaxxed and, you know, no, we don't wear masks in my house, but like, we have all decided that we were welcome. Like we were worth, we decided to take that risk together, but we had that conversation and, um, and it was just really exhausting <laughs> to, I went overboard for Christmas. So Christmas Eve, I had dinner, big dinner, and I made breakfast for everybody to take home since they didn't stay here. They all live within 30 minutes. So I made them breakfast that they could take home and heat up the next morning. I made everybody homemade cinnamon rolls. So like, I just did the most, um, which is me, but when I do that with everything, it I just get worn out. So I had a blast. It was really fun. Um, love hosting my family, even when they're crazy. Um, and um, I'm just glad that it's over and <laughs> that my house is mine again. So yeah, I feel um, I'm so jealous that I did not get one of those cinnamon rolls, by the way. I mean, I know you couldn't exactly mail it to New York, but I'm still jealous. They were really good. Come on over uh, next time you're here. I, I, it might be the summertime, but I will make you cinnamon rolls. 
great. Cinnamon rolls are totally fine in the summer. I, I will eat so. cinnamon rolls anytime, any day, any time of day. I love them. Yeah, same. They're delicious. They were mocha cinnamon rolls, so they were mm. ex- extra delicious. Sounds even better. You know, Katie and I made like mocha um, coconut chia seed pudding um, last week. That's our much healthier version of breakfast. And it was disappointing. I feel like a mocha cinnamon roll would have been much better. Chia seeds gross me out. They're like kind of cool how they like retain what liquid you put in them. And like, I think that's cool, but, um, and that'd be like a fine, healthy breakfast, but I wouldn't say it's like my fave. Um, so when we were going into the office, they were like doing everything in their power to like feed us like all the time. Like there were free snacks everywhere. Um, lunch was free. Breakfast was, everything was free except for the Starbucks, but that was free at least twice a week. So like they were, they're doing everything right. The most to get people to come in and they started, they shifted from like just whatever kind of snacks to fit food, like healthy snacks. And (laughs) they had those chia seed pouches. So like the baby food, like, you know, like the applesauce pouches that you like squeeze, but they were, yeah, it was chia seeds. And this guy that I work with, he's so picky. Um, and he like gets really excited for all the junk food. And he saw one of those pouches and he's like, oh, that sounds really good. It was like blueberry lime flavored or whatever. And I just looked at him and I said, you're not going to like that. He's like, yeah, I, yeah, it's blue. I think I am. It's like those applesauce pouches. I said, it's chia seeds. You're not going to like the texture. I've seen you spit like eight things out today. Like, don't eat that. He's like, I'm going to eat it. I'm like, you're just wasting it. So he picks up the pouch. We walk back to our little cubicle area. He unscrews the top and slurps a big old <laughs> glob of chia seeds into his mouth and spit them out all over his, his hand he was like I can't do it I'm like I tried to tell oh, you God. it was the texture he couldn't handle it and for me it's the texture too but I'm proud of you for liking them thank you thank you very much um, maybe they'd be good with mocha yeah well I can honestly we use like some random leftover day-old instant coffee and I feel like I couldn't even really taste it but maybe we didn't use enough yeah you gotta put more in there um, well, and as lovely as it is talking about chia seeds, maybe yeah, we should sorry. start talking about books. Yeah, so um, we did have books planned for the holidays. Um, didn't read them. <laughs> we were busy. We, so, bought, we each bought the physical copies for once, too, because we were like, oh, we're going to take great pictures for content. Right. I was like, I'm going to bake so many Christmas cookies and take pictures with them. And it's going to be amazing. And I didn't do it. Um, but that's OK. They both had really good. I did read them. Bailey didn't. So we're not going to discuss them, but they both had really good food in them. That was like my favorite part about both of them is they both made me hungry. Um, but so instead we're going to talk about, since it's the new year, talk about what we're excited to read in 2022, um, and wrap up what we read in 2021. Yeah. Last year we did these two, like conversations in several episodes, but I feel like it works just to do it together. I think so. Works for me. I'm really excited to talk about some of my favorite books of 2021 because I had a really good reading year. Um, somehow, I don't know how, but I managed to read 42 books. Nice. Um, 
I know. I like look back and I'm like, how did I even do that? I think a lot of it was due to the podcast. Now, but... did you like um, all the books that you read or like, did you, I mean, I'm not, like you said you had a good reading year. So did you read 42 books and most of them were like four stars and up or how do you define what a good reading year is for you? I would say that I both read a lot and I enjoy the books I'm reading. I honestly don't at this point usually finish books that I like don't enjoy enough to read like even if they're three stars usually I still like enjoy the experience if it's like gonna be a one or two star book normally I won't even finish it unless it's for like the podcast so I've gotten to the point where like yeah I'm not usually reading books that I hate but um I would say like both um my average goodreads like shows your average star rating and my average mm-hmm. is like four stars I would say most of the books I read I gave four stars too there were a few like three I don't even know if I gave any two or one but I did only give very few five-star reviews because I realized that like a lot of the books I read I just I've, I've talked about this before this year but a lot of the books I read that in the moment I like love them and I'll give them five stars when I look back on them like you know six months a year later I don't even really remember what I loved about them and to me that doesn't make a five-star book so I've like become more stingy with my five-star ratings and I wish I could see I don't really want to go back through every uh all 42 books that I read but I'm gonna guess that I only gave about five five-star reviews so that's like pretty I don't know, interesting to me. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, Do you use, you only use Goodreads, you don't use Storygraph? Yes, however, I'm actually considering going like um, back to, not the olden days, but like analog or I don't even know what word I'm looking for, like low tech. And I'm thinking about keeping track of my books like with a um, like template in my planner. Oh, nice. I do that. I mean, I bullet journal, so I keep track of all my books in my bullet journal and I love it. I think it's really cool. Yeah, exactly. I might do something like that um, on my iPad because I'm like kind of trying to create my own digital planner. It's a work in progress, kind of like a bullet journal basically, but like on my iPad, Um, but we'll see how that works. Yeah. Well, so I know you're trying to go low tech, but Storygraph is what I use. um, And I like it because it'll do like it'll put all your stats together. Um, So like when I was thinking about what books that I liked and like trying to figure out how I felt about my books, my reading year, um, I was able to just go in and like pull every book that I read, every review that I wrote, all my star ratings, what types of books I read, um, and it graphs out of everything out for you um, for like a month or six months or a year. Um, And you get to pick like which ones you're, you know, using. and so I, I, I like it for that reason. If you want to try that, I, again, I know you're going low tech, so don't, don't do it if you are really um, trying to stick to that, but it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, I'm interested in trying it. I think I like import all my data at one point last year and just like didn't love the interface, but also I don't like Goodreads that much either. So yeah, the interface is not great. I will give it that. I keep waiting for it to change, but um, I like all of the data, so we'll see. I don't know. That makes sense. Well, um, I, how many books did you read? I read 77 books this year. Um, (laughs) I don't, but I don't think that I had like a great reading year. Like I think I had a pretty average reading year. Like, yeah, I read a lot of books, but if I look back at what I read, um, there's not a whole lot that I like 
loved that I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, I feel like you haven't been texting me excited about books as much as you have in like previous years. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I was picking up books that I really wanted to be excited about. And I did read some good ones, like um, some that I'm looking at my story graph right now. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was a that was a good book. Um they were good, but they weren't like nothing blew my mind. And the ones that did that I loved that I'm telling people to read and that I can't get over and I'm like grabbing people and shaking them by the shoulders and saying, please read this book are the ones that we read for the podcast. So um, that at least makes me feel good about the choices that we're picking and sharing with the world and talking about. Um, But honestly, like, I feel like my reading year was good. Like I enjoyed it, but just kind of average for me. Yeah, I understand that. I'll, most of, a lot of my favorites were um, podcast books too. So I also feel like we, we've done a really good job this year of picking good books. Yeah, for sure. I think so. And I like that we did the like themes. If you guys liked that, let us know. I'm totally game to just read Taylor Swift themed <laughs> books for the rest of our podcast. I'm pretty sure I could talk Bailey into that too. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> Okay, well, I want to know what was your favorite book that you read this year? Um, my favorite book that I read this year was Plain or last year, I guess, was Plain Bad Heroines. By oh, sorry, last year. Yeah, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> it's okay. I forget that it's 2022 all the time. Um, yeah, Plain Bad Heroines by Emily Danforth. Um, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop talking about it. I made one of my friends who, when I met her, she said, yeah, I'm not really much of a reader. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. She's like, I mean, I read like memoirs and um, nonfiction. And I was like, "Mm, that's the opposite of what I read, but you know, that's fine. Um, And she started listening to the podcast and I couldn't stop talking about plain bad heroines. She's like, maybe I'll try that. And she read it. She's like, this thing is a brick, but I'm going to get through it. And she did. And she texted me and she said, I think I like reading again. Um, And it just filled my heart so much. And I fully credit um, playing bad heroines for that because it's it was just such an amazing twisty turny book full of so many like cool things that I keep coming back to and going oh my god like yeah that's right like I forgot how they she looped all of that in so that was my favorite book for the year for sure I love that I loved playing bad heroines I I can't remember if I gave that one five stars but like now that I think about it I definitely like remember that book mm-hmm. a lot so maybe actually now I can see um if you I didn't realize if you toggle over books and goodreads it will show you what your rating was I gave it four stars but now that I'm thinking about it I would probably give it five because I remember that book a lot yeah and I you know I agree with you there are books that I've given five stars then like I go back and I'm like why the heck did I get that five stars I don't even remember what it was about um so when a when a book sticks with you um that's a that's a good thing, especially when it sticks with you for good, like for the right reasons, not like, wow, I hated that book. And you can't stop thinking about how much you hated it. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think about that with uh, They Never Learn. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, well, my favorite book of 2021 um, 
I feel like I said after I read this book, which was like really early in like January, February, I feel like I came on the podcast and was like, this is going to be my favorite book of 2021. And I would say that it held up. Um, it was The Girls I've Been by Tess Sharp. Um, we never talked about it on the podcast, but now I like wish that I had made it more of a point too. Um, I remember that when we did like the 2022 or 2021 preview episode with like all of the books that we are excited to read, that was like on my list of ones that I was most excited for. Yes. And it like a thousand percent held up. I think I like read it in a day. We had like our power go out that day. And I just like laid in my bed on my phone in the dark and read it. Honestly, um, I love that. What a vibe. It was just so good. And also it's one of those books that you can just like burn through so quickly because it takes place within like six hours or something crazy. And it's like very action packed really and it's going to be turned into a movie. And I can already see that it's going to be like an amazing movie. Wait, um, it's being turned into a movie. Who's like, is it going to be like a, like a HBO Netflix special or is it going to like go to the big screen? Do you know? I don't remember. I like followed Tesh up on Instagram and I saw in a Q and A that she was talking about like how she doesn't really have, um, like an influence in casting and stuff. So um, I can try to find out though and send you info, but yeah. I do not know the answer to that. It's been on my list. It's still on my list. You reminded me of it the other day. Um, so I will definitely have to pick that up. And the author does what I, something I like really appreciate is like when you finish a book and you're so wrapped up in, into it and you're like, I need all the extra content. She like made an Instagram with like basically extra content of like little like, um easter eggs and things from the book um, yeah and I like really appreciate that too that is cool that is so really cool. I recommend um the girls I've been by Tess Sharp um I gave it five stars and it's my favorite book of the year okay awesome I I I think that's a high endorsement for especially for someone that had such a great reading year so that's good thank you thank you very much um what was another one of your favorite books um, another one of my favorite books was Autobiography by uh, Christina Lauren. I like still get emotional thinking about it. Um, I will make you read it someday. It's so good. Um, I read it for a buddy read um, on Instagram with Literary Penguins. Um, and like, honestly, I didn't, I didn't finish it in time for the buddy read. I was so close and I wasn't done, but I was reading everything. It's an impactful book. Like I was reading everything everyone in the buddy read was talking about. It's a really impactful book and a really beautiful one and a very sad one. And I really still wish that I would have picked it for all too well um, for the, I mean, a, the a world between was incredible too, but um, autobiography was, was, is one of my favorite books of the year. It was so good. Um, and so, so sad, um, but just a really beautifully written story. So that one's really high on my list. I will go back and read that one again for sure. Yeah, I want to. It's interesting that like, I feel like it's kind of rare that there are like books that are that like heartwarming and queer that are read, that are written by like, um, two women. yeah, two women that are like, I mean, I actually don't know their sexualities, but I know that they don't normally write queer books. So I'm pretty sure they're straight. Uh, yeah, that's, they're, I, that's an assumption. So feel free to call me out if I'm wrong. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I think what their, where their insight really comes from is that they, one of them, I think, grew up in the LDS community. Um, and that's what this book is about, is about a boy that is 
Um, pretty sure he's bi. Yeah, he's bi. Um, and his parents that move him, they're not, they're not LDS. Um, his mom used to be, and she's left the church and they moved from like California to back to Utah. And they kind of ask him to like remain in the closet while they're in Utah to, for his, like for his safety, because they're worried about what'll happen. And, you know, good intentions, but not correct. And so I think that's really where their perspective is what's shining in that book is just the impact that the LDS community has on the LGBTQ community. Um, it, it was incredible. It was really good. That makes sense. You know, I should tell my girlfriend to read that because she is like really fascinated with like religious Oof, she will learn a lot. I, I like thought that I knew a lot about the LDS community and like learned a lot from this book. So it was good. Yeah. She like listens to like, um, podcasts and YouTubers about Mormons. So I feel like she'd be into this. <laughs> um, yeah, she should pick it up. Um, but yeah, Just be prepared for tears. I'm interested now. I think you sold me. Perfect. Thank you. I'm glad that I did. What about you? What's another one? Um, another one of mine. Okay, the, the rest of mine are ones that we read for the podcast. So, um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Honestly, just like turned me into a total Taylor Jenkins Reid fan. She's like, can do no wrong. She, that book was just stunning in every way. And I'm so excited for any type of um, adaptation that comes out about of it. Yeah. Um, I just. I mean, we already have a whole episode about it, so you can just go listen to it. Um, also, like, I feel like everyone's heard of this book, and if you haven't read it yet, what are you doing? Have you read Malibu Rising by her? I have, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I, she's honestly, like, I like all of her books, um, but I don't know if I'm a stan yet. I don't know. I'll have to read Malibu Rising and see. But I did. Is, it's, it doesn't have the same like weight that Evelyn Hugo has, but okay. I would say for like one of those, like, it's a good like book club book, like, you know, like contemporary, like fiction type book, like, um, you know, like a book of the month type book, you know, the type. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a good one of one of those. Okay. Makes sense. I did love Evelyn Hugo. It was incredible. Yeah. I just, um, I, I want to experience reading that book again for the first time. Don't you love when a book makes you feel that way when that's like what you want is to be able to experience a book for the first time again? A thousand percent. I still wish that I could be that way with my favorite series growing up, the Gallagher Girl series and like Allie Carter's books. Um, I wish I could experience them again. Yeah. Um, I liked reading the first one that you had me read. That was fun. That was High Society. Oh, it was. Sorry. But it's fine. I still like, it's still a really good Allie Carter book, but um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, that is like a special type of book that makes you feel that way. Yep. Um, okay. You have another one, right? Or that you want to share? Cause I only have one more. So what's, what's the other book? Um, yes. Also another podcast book, um, A Lesson in Vengeance by Victoria Lee. It was like the first Dark Academia book I read this year, um, I think. And it was like the first of our Dark Academia month and it inspired me to do the Dark Academia month. Um, and I just thought it was so good. I loved that one too. Um, I liked the pretentiousness of that one. A thousand percent. It was just really deliciously dark. 
yeah, I, um, and just like, I don't know, something about the relationship and specifically the character of Ellis, but also like how they were um, unreliable narrators, which is like hit or miss for me, but then this book was a total hit. Um, just like, I don't know, I just was so entrenched in the story and um, there have not been, like I would say of all the books that even I've read this year and were on my favorites, I would say this is the one that like drew me in the most. Like I liked the others for other reasons, but yeah. this one was like the one that I was just like so entranced by. Yeah, that's a good word for it, entranced. I listened to it on audio and um, the narration was so good. Definitely, um, I love I love entranced. It was, it was that, that's how I felt, which makes sense because the character, main characters were all entranced too, right? They were all kind of under a spell. Um, so I'm glad that that translates to reading it. Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, and I think that was probably what Victoria Lee was going for too. Yeah. Um, so my last favorite for 2021, um, is one that honestly I was, I was looking through my list and I forgot that I read this one this year. I thought it was in 2022. Um, but it came out in 2022 and then I read it in 2021. It's called Leave the World. 2020? Yeah, sorry, sorry. It came out in 2020 and then I read it in 2021. Sorry. Um, it's called Leave the World Behind by Rahman Alam. Um, it's going to be a Netflix movie if it's not already. I don't remember when it's coming out. Um, it was a finalist for the 2020 National Book Awards um, and it was one of Barack Obama's summer favorites, which is how I stumbled across it. Um, and Reading it in the middle of a pandemic was maybe not the best for my mental health because it is about um, the end of the world potentially. And the, oh just the, it's so good. So it's about this family that's going on vacation. They rent an Airbnb, like a VRBO. And um, in the middle of the night, their first or second night there, the family that owns the house shows up and demands that they're able to stay because there's no power um, anywhere in the city. Um, there's no there's no television. Like this little tiny house still has power and they're kind of like in this bubble. And so it's these two families, one white, one black, forced together under one roof in like a really terrifying situation. Um, and you never like throughout the whole thing you're like you're like what's happening what it's not so much about what's going on as how you react to what's going on um and it was it was so fast it was so tense um and I loved the microscopic look at the two families like really being forced to to be together in, in this really high stress situation and how, how they responded. Um, it was incredible and really haunting and I highly recommend it. Wow. I feel like I haven't even heard you like get that excited describing a book in a long time. It's, it was such a good one. Now I'm going to go back and reread it. Um, because we're watching this show called the leftovers, um, which, is similar to this concept, I guess. Um, it's that's also based on a book, and just 
like the high stress situation and the like how you deal with something versus why something is happening is a really interesting question to explore and he the author continuously teased like what was happening in the world there were a lot of weird things with like the wildlife um it was really good highly recommend that was definitely one of my favorites from last year well, I am interested, I have to say, um, hearing you talk about it like that, I now want to read it too. And Julia Roberts is going to be in the movie, so. Oh, that's cool. I feel yeah. like she hasn't done a lot of movies recently. Yeah, I know. So that'll be fun. It is. Well, this is exciting. Um, overall, if you had to rate your year of reading out of five stars, what would you rate it? Like three and a half. Oh, wow. That's actually what my stat is on. Um on the 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 now I can't even remember uh story graph too is like 3.47 so like yeah three and a half it was a good year I'm not mad about it um but not like a great year yeah I would say mine was a four so I feel good for you thank you um, all right okay. now yeah. um do you so as we move on to like our reading our most anticipated reads for 2022 before that, I want to talk about just like how you're feeling going to this year in general about reading. Like if you are setting a goal for yourself, if you have any like specific types of things you want to do, how are you feeling about your reading life in 2022? Yeah, so I know this is not who started this challenge, but I learned about it through Let Me Down on Bookstagram. Um, I want to read 20 books by Black authors um, in 2022. Um, so that's like the only real goal I'm setting for myself. Um, besides like reading what's on my bookshelf, I'm going to like try and focus on books that I've picked up in the past, um, but didn't get to. And, um, I just am trying not to, oh my God, Bob Saget died. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry that you're finding out about this live with me. Oh my God. <laughs> He was only 65. That's really sad. He was like America's dad. Wasn't he the dad on Full House? Yeah. Oh, no. That's very sad. Okay, sorry. Um, oh, I hate 20. I hate, I hate, I hate it here. Okay, um, moving on. I... I'm just trying to, now I can't even remember what I was saying. What was I answering? Um, how you're, what, what, like, what are your goals and like, how are you oh, feeling yeah. about 20? Okay. And yes. you said you want to read 22 books by Black authors. Yep, 22, 20 books, 20 books by Black authors. And then I think it was 20, it might be 20, 22 and 2022. I'm, I have to double check. Um, but so that's like what I'm working towards. That's the only like number goal that I have set. Um, and then reading books of quality in general, like I read a lot of quick, fast reads that were mostly YA in 2021, which is, I think, why I feel the way I did about my reading year. So I'm going to try and focus on reading mm, less of that, like still has a, have a place for fun, fast reads with YA, but like, I want to try and focus on books that are going to sit with me longer. I, sorry to interrupt, but I also agree with that. I'm like really trying to look at books that like, um, 
make me think and like grow and learn. Yeah. Yep. I, and again, there's a place for like fun reads. I will read fluff because it's on my bookshelf and I want to read the things that are on my bookshelf. Um, but I, I want to read books from different perspectives and that, you know, might have different opinions and viewpoints than me and that are going to teach me something and that are going to sit with me. That's what I'm looking for this year. Same. I agree. I'm also trying to like expand. I said this last year um, that I was going to try to read like a nonfiction book and a graphic novel. And I didn't do, I don't think either of those, but I really want to try to do that. I want to like get, I feel like one nonfiction book is like the bare minimum. And I can't believe I didn't even manage to do that. But I, yeah, I really want to read a nonfiction book. I just bought one. Um, it's called Come As You Are. It's like about the female sexuality. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, it looks really good. Um, and it kind of, I'm hoping it will help me with my new side hustle. Yeah. Like, not that it's a hustle, but my new side project, which is a um, adult toy Instagram review, uh, review Instagram. Um, if you're interested, it's at fully charged. Um, shameless self-promotion right there. But Sorry. anyway, um, it is about, I picked a book on a topic that I know that I'm interested in. So um, I'm trying to at least make it easy on myself. Um, no, I think that's, I'm, and I think that's what's cool about nonfiction is that you can do that. Like you can pick topics that are interesting to you. You don't have to read like World War II, like nonfiction, right? Like there's so many different things out there. Like my favorite nonfiction book is Word Slut. I recommend it to everybody that says they don't read fiction. I'm like, all right, fine, read this one. Um, and it's, it's so good. And the, that same author wrote Cultish, which came out last year. And that was really good too. So Ooh, yes, I bought that for Katie and um, she hasn't read most of it, but what she did read, she liked. It's, it's a good one. I like that author a lot. Those, I mean, I think, but I do think you did expand your reading life. Like you'd not read Dark Academia before and you did. Um, and like you're, you were not super excited about like some of the more scary, like horror aspects of those books. Um, but you actually, I think really enjoyed them. Um, That's and you, true. I, I actually realized this year that I pretty much like enjoy horror. I think, um, uh, I, I really want to read like the haunting of Hill house and a few other horror books. So, um, I did learn that for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. See, so I think you can say that you still expanded your horizons last year. Oh, thank you. And you know, one of our favorite authors that we've talked about a few times on this podcast, Tiffany Jackson, um, I think she wrote like a, um, a horror-ish book this, this past year called A White Smoke, I think. And I really want to read that. Yeah, I bought that um, when I was in North Dakota and I'm really excited to read it. Oh, funny. Um, yeah, I think it like seems Hill House-esque. Yes, I think it, I think it is. Um, I was probably just, in like a get out kind of way because that's like her thing. Oh, okay. Speaking of that, I'm sorry. I have to derail just really quickly. I just finished a book um, called Black Buck. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. I, um, I think we had like a, an episode at some point during like Black History Month where we were talking about books, upcoming books by Black authors that we want to read. And that was on my list but I have not gotten to it. Oh my but, God. Um, I it's, want to. It's Get Out meets Corporate America and it's incredible. Yeah, it kind of seems like it's like kind of a book version of like, sorry to bother you. Have I seen that? 
I don't think so. Um, it is about sales, so that makes sense. Um, you, you'll like it when you read it. I will. I will add that to my list of um, non-2022 releases for my TBD or for my TBR. <laughs> so with that, with those goals in mind for you of like wanting to read, I don't know, more nonfiction or graphic novels, or just like wanting to read books that like you're more purposely choosing, what are some that you're excited for in 2022? You know, ironically, um, none of the books that are my most anticipated reads in 2022 <laughs> I would say fit into that mold. They are all books that are like exactly the type of books I already read. That's hilarious. Um, however, that. most of them are not YA and I'm trying to read a little bit less YA and just that like, okay, I generally am like get annoyed and want to roll my eyes at adults that are like, oh, I don't read YA because I'm too, I don't relate to the characters because like I think that's a little bit BS. I think teenagers are, and like why books are usually universally relatable, but like, and they're meant to be like that. It's like why, why is like the biggest like market in books. But I do think I get more out of books that aren't YA. Like, like I said, I'm looking to get more out of my books and just, there's a little more depth usually in yeah. adult books, not necessarily all of them, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, but yeah, literally like none of these books are anything different from what I already read. However, I'm so excited about them because almost every one of these is by an author that I've already previously read and really like. So I think that that is fine because I know that I like these authors. So, um, and the other one, Love and Other Disasters by Nita Kelly is one that um, I've not read her before for them. I don't, I've not read Anita Kelly before, but I've just heard a ton of, great things about this book. And I think it's going to be my second book of 2022. I've already read one, but I, it's going to be my next upcoming read. And I'm really excited about it. So that's my first one. What about you? Um, uh, My first one is Kisser Once for Me by Alyssa, Allison Cochran. We had her on the show um, immediately after she was done, like we were done recording. We're like, all right, well, now we have to pick our next books for um this next month and we wanted to do a holiday theme and it was like impossible to find uh queer holiday books I was very bummed no, so I don't think there were any like none yeah so that's very maybe some self-published ones um on like Amazon Prime or whatever um and maybe that's my bad for like overlooking those and I shouldn't but I feel like we still really didn't find any that were like Christmas queer books no not at all so and, um, okay I'm just gonna be quite frank I there are some exceptions but in general there's a reason why those self-published books are self-published yeah I mean there are exceptions we talked about um one on our show the vampire one that we read that was amazing um yes, a thousand percent and the atlas six which is the first book that I read this year was self-published yeah so that there are exceptions but I would say a lot of them are just like um, really cookie cutter novellas. Yeah. Um, the like couple that I found, I was like, I don't really know if this is going to be what we want. So, um, but so I'm really excited that uh, Kiss Her Once For Me is coming out queer, a holiday story. I'm sad that I have to wait until the end of the year, but it's something to look forward to the whole time. So that's fine. Yeah, that also was going to be on mine, and I just forgot about it. Um, but we love the Charm Offensive, and we love Allison, so yes. I'm excited about that one, too. 
Um, another book I'm excited about is Yerba Buena. I don't know if that's how you say that, actually, because I don't speak Spanish. But um, by Nina LaCour, um, that's another one where she's just an author that I read, like, basically everything she comes out with. She was one of the first authors when I was in high school, basically, that was, like, writing queer YA at that time, sapphic queer YA. At least there were some, a few other um, gay books. Um by like David Leviathan and stuff but she was like one of the biggest names in like queer sapphic way at that time um and so I just like have fond memories of reading Nina LaCour and I think this is her first adult book which is exciting I also got a net galley of it and that just like makes my heart happy because like 16 year old me could have never imagined that I was getting a um like advanced reader copy of a Nina LaCour book so that just that's really cool me. you kind of like grew up together like if she's just this is her first adult novel that's pretty neat you know so that will be a fun one um what what's another one for you uh bloodmarked by tracy dion i'm so excited i loved legendborn so this is uh the second and i think it's a trilogy that she's writing um i'm the cover is amazing like so good um really excited about that one it's high not high fantasy kind of high fantasy it's like a spin on Lancelot and the round table um but oh, I did day. yeah it's really good wait so what about it is like high fantasy then well um these kids that are in college really they're in a pre-college program she's uh the she's in high school she's 16, but she's taking college classes. Um, and these other students that are college aged and younger are direct descendants of the Knights of the Round Table. And when evil is like a foot, a muck, uh, the Knights take over their bodies and they get their Knights power. So there's a lot of like magic involved in it. Um, that sounds so interesting. Actually, I really enjoy like historical, like, um, like, I not plots, I guess. I don't know what I'm looking for, but like the word I'm looking for, but anyway, I think that sounds cool. It was, so good I really really enjoyed Legendborn this year um it that was like a, a four-star book I loved it um so I'm really excited for the for the second one yeah no I'm interested I I'm gonna have to go add that to my TBR yeah um my next book that I want to read which actually this has made me think that neither of us put one last stop on our uh paid books of 2021 I liked one last stop a lot but I think I read books that were just better than one last stop in 2021 so yeah I also agree I think I was just like almost had typed it up too much in my head that like yep. it was never gonna meet my expectations yep 100 but it was still now I feel like if I read it again with like with no expectations I and like separate it from red white and more blue maybe I would feel differently yeah but um I kissed star wheeler by Casey McQuinston um we love Casey Casey would be our my at least dream guest for this podcast um Casey writes gold in my opinion um even if it wasn't one of my even if one last stop wasn't one of my favorite books for last year like Casey still writes gold so um I am I don't have as high expectations as one last stop especially because it's YA but I like know that I'm going to like it right yeah like I I agree with you that's also on my list 
um, for, for like being excited in 2022. Um, I love the cover. I love the color. I love the vibes that are coming out. Um, so I think that'll be a fun one. And I agree. Like, I know I'm going to like it. I might not like love it. Like I loved red, white, and royal blue, but I know I'm going to like it. So yeah, that's how I feel about most of these books. Like most of these books are ones by authors. All the one rest of the ones I have on my list are by authors that I've ever read that I have already read. And I know that I'm going to like, um, the next one I have is husband material by Alexis Hall. It's a follow-up to boyfriend material, which yeah, I am excited about that one. By the way, the name, like a husband to your material, just like, that's it for me. If I even didn't read it, knowing it's named that, just like, that's it. I'm, I'm like, I can die happy. Really? I mean, no, I want to read it, but I just like really love um, that glow up of a name. <laughs> that's true. It's a good, it's a great glow up. I'm, I'm very excited about it too. That is, I forgot that that was coming out. That's also on my list. Yeah, I got um an, a neck alley of Alexis Hall's like last book I don't know if it is the last one but like one this past year so I'm really hoping that I can get one for husband material too except I've like not been keeping up with my neck alleys and my score or like my percentage rating is like really low so I feel like people are just gonna stop giving them to me well get on reading Bailey gotta gotta stay up with that I know it's so much harder now that I like live with a partner by the way though I have so much time to read and that I have a dog so if I want to spend like any time with Katie, I feel like I don't really have any time to read. So yeah, Mike and I have like figured out how I get to read. Like we, we have a, I I get like an hour every night and we, he just knows like, okay, you're going to read tonight. Cool. Like we, but we had to work that into our, like into our scheduled lives. Yeah. I feel like it's, it was, it's, it's a bit easier when I'm not in school, but yeah, well, I'll, I'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, my next one is also by an author who I've read before. It is Delilah Green Doesn't Care. I know that Sam from, or not Sam, um, Alex from the Books to Gaze is like really obsessed with Ashley Heron Blake, I think. And she's like talked about how she's really excited about this book. I yeah, believe. she has. I think I read that in one of our newsletters. Yeah. And I've, I read, um, one of Ashley Herring Blake's books, like maybe in like 2018, I think. And it was like my favorite book of that, that year that I read. And it's one that I constantly think about. Now I want to look it up. I feel like it's like called Girl Made of Stars. Um, yeah. It's about this girl who has a twin brother and her twin brother is like accused of rape by her best friend. And, um, like she loves her brother. She also loves her best friend. And they were also in a relationship. So like, it was like the, her brother raped her best friend, but they were even in a relationship. So it's like a lot of complicated issues and complicated feelings around that. Um, and I just thought that that, and the main character is also queer and going through a breakup. So I just thought that that book was like really dealt with a lot of issues in a really good way and was really interesting and well-written and um, I'm excited to read. This book seems a lot lighter than that, <laughs> um, but I'm really excited to read it. I'm putting Girl Made of Stars on my um, on my list. I'm looking for it at my library right now. Amazing. I love that. Um, and then my last pick for 2022 is um, from the author of one of my favorite books of 2021, which we all know, um, and Mara Wilsner. Um, it is called mistakes were made and it's about a high school or college senior that like has a one night stand with her a woman that she later realizes like her college friend's mom I think and that just like that is 
uh, a book that I just need to read. Yeah, that sounds uh, really like fun. That sounds great. As as many of you know, I find the older woman thing attractive. So um, I'm into this idea very much. Love it. That's amazing. Um, so those are some good books. I like, listen, I love that uh, your goal is to like read not more serious, but like books that like you want to learn something from. And then these are the books that you're really excited for. Um, and they're like, they're, I still think you can learn something from all of them, even if they are like your comfort zone. Um, and I am, I'm as excited about all of those that you just named as you are. So it's exciting. Thank you. We should um, each read all of these books, like each other's as well. Like we yeah. should. Yeah. Let's do it. Great. Amazing. Sound accepted. <laughs> Okay, great. Now um, we are getting to the end of the episode. I think it's been almost an hour, which is time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit for a moment about the release schedule for the next foreseeable future. I am realizing that I need to like learn to say no more and um, just like not overschedule myself. So I'm not like on the point of burnout all the time. And unfortunately, um, I can't exactly do that as much with law school. So something's got to give. So um, I am going to probably, I've talked to Peyton about this, and we're probably going to have to go down more to like once monthly episodes. Maybe over the summer we could do more. But at this point, um, we're probably going to go to once monthly. And we're not sure exactly what that's going to look like if we're going to do like a theme and talk about many books or do like a book and episode this is where feedback from you guys would really come in handy of like what kind of format would work for you for a once monthly episode yeah this is I mean this is about mental health here and I think it's really great that you've recognized that I can't say yes to everything that's something that I struggle with um and that is really important that boundary setting so fully support going down to one episode a month while while we need to and if we ever go back up to two or more that's great um and you know we'll we'll do what what works and again this is this is a mental health thing so we're we're always excited to to hang and talk um but we're both exhausted <laughs> so <laughs> this isn't all on bailey this is also on me <laughs> so yeah but um we're really interested in hearing like do you guys like talking about a book per episode? Do you like talking about more theme things? Do you want more bookstagrammers? Do you want more authors? Like, you know, we gotta, if we're going down to one episode a month, we really wanna make sure that those episodes are um, the best that we can make them. Yeah. So please just let us know if you have any thoughts. We will um, be waiting, ears open, eyes yep. open, because it will probably be online. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can send us uh, voice memos on our, uh, on our, uh, Instagram. That's fine. Yeah, that's cool too. Oh, actually, you know, there's a way um, to set it up on our anchor website where people can like leave us voicemails that we can put into the podcast. I've never figured out like how that would work, but I think that would be so cool. That's cool. That would be fun. We can figure that out. We should ask people to like give us, um, ask us for like a book recommendation and give us what they're interested in. And we could like do that on the podcast. Oh, that would be fun. Okay. Well, if you're interested in that, people let us know. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been amazing. Yeah, this was so fun. And um, I am looking forward to hearing what everyone else is excited to read in 2022 as well. Yeah, tell us, let us know. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram at you have to read this book podcast. 
Yes, and uh, separately, Peyton is at books underscore and underscore bourbon underscore, and I am at booked by Bailey, B-A-I-L-I-E. Uh, thanks for hanging with us so much. Yeah, um, and we can't uh, say this at the same time because we aren't looking at each other, but cheers, friends. Cheers, friends. We never say it at the same time anyway, so that works. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>